Are you bored living a mediocre life? We were too, and we know how to change that. Each week, we'll leave our comfort zones to explore a new topic, then step onto our soapboxes, a safe space to sound off on our latest adventure. Come explore with us. All opinions are welcome. This is a mindset. This is a lifestyle. This is Siren Soapbox. Hello and welcome fellow explorers. Thank you for diving in. Our mission is to get you and ourselves out of our comfort zone to explore because that is where real growth happens. We want to take you along with us on our next adventure. Find out how by going to www.sirensoapbox.com. Click dive in and explore to learn more. Welcome to our fifth installment of the mystery episode series. Tonight I am hosting our mystery episode. All I told the sirens is the challenge. Look in your car, under your couch cushions, purse, pockets, and gather as much physical money as you can. Coins and dollar dollar bills, y'all. Okay, I didn't say that part. I just ad-libbed that. But (laughs) (laughs) Soapbox, talk to me about money. What do you know? How do you feel about it? Is it the root of all evil? How much time do you spend really looking at it? Have you seen the effects of the coin shortage? Could you live without physical money? And what do you think this episode's going to be about? If at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is... Mango. Mango. First up on her soapbox is Mer. Money. Oi. I spend a lot of time thinking about money. It may be more accurate to say I spend a lot of time worrying about money. I grew up pretty poor, so money has been the center of a lot of heartache and disappointment as a kid. I grew up and never really repaired my relationship with money, but I'm working on that now, and it's very difficult. I have anxiety attacks when I sit down to pay my bills, even though I have the money to pay the bills. Every time my children need something, I feel anxiety at the thought of spending the money on the thing that they need. It's actually a real problem for me and talking about it is putting me very far outside my comfort zone. LC had us collect change for this episode. I have a handful that I sat down with for this recording, but I have so much change in my home for as long as I can remember, I've had a pickle jar that I throw all my loose change in. I'm guessing I have close to $200 in my change jar right now, which will be going towards my airfare to St. Croix next month and wiping it clean, but that's fun because it's fun to start over and watching the piles of coins grow. I do remember the coin shortage. I don't think it's still happening. Maybe it is. I don't know. It didn't have much impact on my life personally. I could, could I live without physical money? Sure. In fact, when I show up to a place that is cash only, I almost always have to find an ATM machine. So I think I'd be good without physical money. What would throw me off though is cryptocurrency. What the hell is it? And how does it work? I have no idea, but it is my guess for this topic of, the, of this mystery episode. Sarah, tell us about your thoughts on money. Well, <clears throat> I knew that I would not find much money, bills or coins hidden in the couches or in my car for a couple of reasons. Mostly really, because we aren't a family that uses cash a whole lot. So we don't have it in our pockets. Every now and then, I used to get a nice surprise when doing the laundry and there'd be a dollar bill or even a $5 bill, which I would always keep, by the way. But the kids do their own laundry now for the most part, so that doesn't even happen much anymore. 
Bill had a fun surprise a few years ago when he was repairing our washing machine. He found an almost totally smooth quarter in the broken motor. It didn't quite cover the cost of the motor, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> the reason why there aren't coins on the floor or between the seats in my car is totally because I'm a bit of a neat freak. If a coin drops, it bugs me until I pick it up. I hate knowing it's down there. I did kind of cheat though, because I do keep a Ziploc bag of coins in the center console of my car. So I found that it's there so that when I remember, I can take it to a coin exchange and get an Amazon gift card. That's almost feels like free money, right? And I didn't even bother checking my purse for loose change. There would never be any in there because I hate the way coins make my hands smell. Yep. I'm a bit of a freak about smells too, but we're not here to judge, right? Nope. This is why I'm a credit card and Venmo kind of person. I really just don't like touching money. It's filthy. What are my thoughts on the importance of money? Well, growing up, I knew I wanted a job that would bring in an income that would let me do and have all the things that I thought I wanted. So that's what I aimed for. And I did a pretty good job of getting there, but it was certainly at a price. Ha! Huh. That price was my time and ultimately my happiness. When I made the choice to cut back at work in order to have more time to live my life, I was so much happier. And like I've mentioned before, projects like the Minimalist Challenge have certainly reinforced for me the concept that working to have more things just wasn't healthy for me. But do I think money is evil? Well, Pink Floyd certainly thinks money is the root of all evil today, but money isn't evil, I don't think. I think people are what can make money evil. Um, the coin shortage, um, I may have contributed to that, but that's not the, the issue here. Um, <laughs> I didn't really feel that. Like I said, we don't, don't use cash much, so I didn't feel it. Um, and I can't wait to find out what we're going to talk about here. Jess? Sorry, I had some trouble finding the unmute. While scrounging around my house and car, I did find some money. I didn't expect there to be much because we just moved and uh, Ben and I had cleaned out pretty much everything before packing it. I hate coins and I could do without paper money as well. Once you have been paid with boob money, you will agree with me on that. <laughs> oh, no. I unfortunately have to deal with coins for now because we don't have a laundry in our apartment and I have to go to laundromat. So quarters are life. Money has been uh, the forefront of mine and Ben's minds recently as we are trying to buy a house and currently trying to scrape together funds for our closing costs. I also work in a financial institution, so I have to deal with money a lot, pretty much all day, every day, but this usually means I don't like to think about it when I get home. Is money the root of all evil? There are certainly people who have a lot of money and are not good people, but there's also people who have a lot of money and are doing amazing things. Dolly Parton, love you. Um, but I used to do loans and I can certainly tell you, mo money, mo problems. That's about my thoughts on money. Elsie, uh, are you doing a soapbox? Okay, TC. Throughout, <clears throat> throughout my life, I haven't really paid enough attention to money. At least I think I haven't paid enough attention. I know that I make enough to be comfortable. I grew up poor as well. Um, and, but I've always believed that the universe would provide a way for me to get the things I need. And it has. There are times I find myself wishing I had paid more attention to money back when I lived in Cincinnati and made more money. But I think that's mostly because 
I sometimes buy into the societal expectations to do so. I mean, so far, I've been fine. I watched a documentary once called Happy. In that documentary, they claimed that the ultimate income for happiness is 75,000 per year. This documentary was put out in 2011, and the idea was based on research done at Princeton in 2010. So I Googled it to see if the amount had gone up. I found one result that said 85,000. So I think money can help increase a person's sense of security. On Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it can help a person meet the bottom two out of five tiers, which you have to reach to be able to meet the needs above them. However, this really depends on the society. If you could grow or create something and trade and barter it for the other things you need, then maybe you wouldn't need money at all. But even as I write this, I argue with myself that some money is necessary, mostly because I can't imagine a different way. It's interesting, though, to think about how the exchange of money happened historically. People used to trade goods for goods. I always thought that money represented some amount of gold somewhere, that it was a slip that signified ownership of a certain amount of gold kept by the government. But I guess it's really just something the government says is worth something. So we all work and work to gain these slips of paper because the government tells us they are worth something. And so magically, they are. It's really a silly con concept if you think about it for too long. I don't think money is the root of all evil. There's a Bible verse that says the love of money is the root of all evil. And I think a lot of evil happens in the pursuit of money. But I think evil lives where there is no empathy. Could I live without money? Mostly, I think so, until I live through a hurricane and there's no internet. And therefore, there's no exchange of anything like money other than actual money. So if a hurricane is coming, pull out some cash. Other than that, I think I can live without money. Elsie, why are we talking about money? Well, cryptocurrency is all the rage right now. Without getting too political, some higher powers have already tried cutting off funds to certain people. That terrifying thought coupled with the coin shortage, getting your hands on physical cash seems to be the safe bet right now. I want you to picture a typical transaction where you use bills and coins. Think about how quickly you go through a transaction with someone. Sure, you count it to make sure it's correct, but do you really look at your money? No, I'm not talking about counterfeits. I'm talking misprints, star notes, and rare coins. I remember the first time I was fascinated with the possibility that money could be worth more than its face value when I was a child. We were watching TV at my grandparents' basement in Jersey, and it was like the 80s or 90s, and we get commercials from New York City, and they would play about something about a star note. And if this star note was in your wallet right now, you can make hundreds. So I asked the sirens to collect their bills and coins for tonight's podcast. Sirens, you could have hundreds more in front of you right now. And the casual observer lets that money slip through their fingers every day. Let's test your observation skills and find out if you're getting rich tonight. <laughs> to get out of your comfort zone, I require a 25% fee for any money earned. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> We're getting out of our comfort zone by slowing down and really looking at something that we take for granted every day. 
Now this is a huge rabbit hole to go down and there are literally hundreds of misprints and there is no way we can cover it all in one show. So I'm going to send TC the websites, YouTube videos, and the book that I use to help piece together tonight's episode and that information will all be available on the blog. We will go through our coins tonight and take a look at the US dollar and we'll even do a little bit of a quiz. So sirens, does anybody currently know anything about misprints and why they are worth anything? Um, I don't, but it's funny because I vaguely remember that star. Is it, was it like a blue star or something? What's the I star? I remember the color. It's it. I think it's black. Okay. I feel like I remember hearing something about that when I was little, but I, I guess that I knew that there were, um, some coins and bills that were worth more than their face value because of things like that. But I just figured it was so rare and uncommon that I just never had to look for it, you know? So, you know what? I'm just realizing that I never realized. What? That this used to be the back of a penny. This. It's got the, uh, I don't know, what is that? Like Lincoln the Memorial. Lincoln Memorial, yeah. And now this is the back of a penny. Why? Why'd they change the that? The shield? Yeah. I noticed that today too when I was going through all my coins. You know what I, I noticed just now? I did not know that. Did you guys know that happened? No, not until just now when I was looking at my pennies. Of course, Jess knew. She she pays more attention than us because she works for a financial Well, I was a teller for a few years. <laughs> Jess, why'd they do that? Why, why, why the change? I don't know the why. I, uh, I had uh, a hell of a time when they changed the hundreds. I can tell you that. I knew that everybody hmm. came in looking for the new hundreds and we hated them because they stick together. So it's oh. uh, kind of a bane of your existence. New money is when you're a teller. I didn't know um, I was going to need a pair of gloves because I was going to be handling all my coins and I was going to need a freaking magnifying glass because I can't see any of this shit. That's was going to be what I was going to say, Sarah. My observation is that I might need motherfucking readers. So <laughs> thanks, Elsie. <laughs> Well, what, what we you will for? be thanking me when you are uh, making bank. Okay. Well, according to oldcurrencyvalues.com, collecting misprint money is a subset of traditional currency collecting. A misprint refers to any error on a bill that you freaking have a star note. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. TC just showed us a star note. Let me we'll see get it to again. that in a second. Huh. Interesting. All right. A misprint refers to any error on a bill that occurred during the printing process at the Bureau of Engraving and Printing. The BEP tries to catch all misprints that occur. So when they miss something that enters into circulation, that bill will command a premium over face value. To keep in mind that millions of bills are printed and enter circulation each day, misprint money isn't necessarily rare, but it is certainly but it is certainly is what they uh currencyvalues.com you need to check your website it is popular that's what they're trying to say <laughs> <laughs> typically when one misprint occurs many of the same misprints also happen it is not uncommon for a bank for bank tellers to find many of the same error currencies uh in a row so if they're going through the money they're going to find it 
back to back. No misprint is unique or one of a kind. The value of misprint money is based on the severity or rarity of the misprint. Collectors expect misprint money to be in uncirculated condition with no folds or other distractions. And misprint money that isn't in perfect condition is significantly discounted, especially on already common errors. So something to keep in mind for after the show, if you want to try this, one way to tell if a coin that you have is a misprint, uh, if they stamp it on uh, material that it's not supposed to be on, like there is a the steel pennies or um, trying to think what else, silver, then it's going to weigh different. So if you have a scale at home, you can go ahead and weigh out your coins, but you'd have to look up what the standard is for that. And since we don't all have scales, we won't be doing that now. In just a minute, we're gonna take a few moments to separate our money. Here are some things to look for. For coins, you're gonna look for doubling. So sometimes a coin is stamped twice. You're gonna look at the letters. If they're not very crisp or you see them kind of mirroring each other, then this could be a misprint. Sometimes the misprint is so bad you have the front on the back and the back on the front, uh, kind of half and half. So it's going to look a lot different than what you're used to. You're also going to look at the color and the thickness. There are some quarters that are yellow. They have, um, they use some sort of different printing method for that. Also, if it is slightly thicker or thinner than other coins, also on your quarters, you're going to look at your ridges. You're gonna see if they have ridges or if they're smooth. For your dollar bills, you're gonna look for that star after the serial number that TC already found. You're also gonna look for the different color ink on certain elements of your bill, like the serial number and the seal. US bills have the black, white, and green ink for the majority of the bills. There are a few that have different colors. And if your bill does not have blue and red fibers from the cotton linen mixture that it was printed on, then you probably have a counterfeit. <laughs> and then it's probably not worth anything. So go ahead and separate out your money by denomination while you are looking for anomalies that I told you before. And then while we do that, I'm gonna give you guys a little quiz to help pass the time. And y'all, I just realized that we're recording this on President's Day and we're sitting here looking at a bunch of presidents, so. That's awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Dead president. Yeah, so. Yeah, I just feel like I'm probably not gonna find anything, but maybe I'll be wrong. I found a star. You well, got a PC, you just made. It lots of money we all demand a cut not just Elsie. so what is it about the uh star bills so i googled it oh no i'm gonna get to that later <laughs> oh i'm not gonna say then <laughs> la 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 pc's cheating <laughs> i know she's getting ahead I, of the game i didn't know that was cheating come on now that's called <laughs> being curious research very curious that's right, right. While you guys are sorting through your, your monies, question one, is there a difference between the one stroke dollar bill sign and the double stroke dollar sign? Oh. Yes uh, or no? I feel like the reason, just because you're asking the question, the reason, the answer is yes. Hmm. 
but yeah, I wouldn't have any idea why. Like I'm maybe, gonna say no. Maybe the single line is a when you're doing like accounting calculations is like the subtotal, and then the double is a the grand total or something. That's the only thing I could think of. I mean, I put a line through my zeros and I put a line through my sevens and most people don't. I think it's a, a handwriting preference. That's my guess. Didn't Scrooge McDuck always have the two lines though? Yeah, I think it's two is what it's supposed to be maybe. On the keyboard, it's one. Above my four is a one line. Yeah, mine line. too. Mine too. Well, who uses two? Anyone use two? I do. Scrooge I McDuck. do use two when I write. Let me see. I only use one when I write. Oh, I think I, I use lazy. two. Yeah, I always use two when I write. I think I do too. It does seem excessive though. <laughs> so <laughs> many lines. What's the answer, Elsie? So when we use the single stroke sign, we refer to any currencies that are dollars. For instance, Australian dollar, Fiji, Singapore dollar, Solomon Islands dollar, et cetera. However, yeah. when we use the double stroke sign, we refer to U.S. currency. Oh my God. It's just like the U.S. to be excessive and superior in the number of lines they use. Oh my gosh. Symbol. No, we're not. Extra. All right. Um, oh, no, we're going to skip that one. Okay. What is the $10 bill referred to as? Is it oh. the hawk, an eagle, a cow, or a lizard? I have never heard any of those terms in Neither. reference to money. Neither <laughs> have I. What's, what's on the $10 bill? Does anyone know offhand? Because I don't have one of those. There's one. Wow. Um, it looks like an eagle in the watermark there. Oh, it does. So maybe Who it's an eagle? Who's the president? Mm. Yeah, who's the president? No, you know what that is? That's the awesome. um, that's the uh, torch. Yeah, it's not an eagle, oh. it's a torch. Oh, it's yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. Mm. Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton, who grew up in St. Croix. Um, I'm going to guess. A lizard. Lizard. Oh, yeah. Lizard. That's how I guess, too. Is an eagle. Dang it, that makes more sense because that's the national bird. <laughs> but why the $10 bill? Yeah. yeah. I need I an explanation. You um, you're going to have to ask 123facts.com huh. <laughs> what the explanation is. I want to know why the $10 bill is so pretty and colorful. Can we ask it that? Why are you so these other bills and they're just kind of. The ten dollar bill has all mine is all pretty. It's got all the red in there. Mm -hmm. The new hundreds are very pretty. All right, and if they you have had 3D a ribbons, it, they also the ten dollar bill, the twenty dollar bill, and the fifty dollar bill changed colors so that it would be easier to find the right bill in your wallet. Hmm. In other countries, they just make them different sizes. See, I would hate that. I'm so glad that our bills are not different sizes. It's because fine for the coins. You couldn't do this. You can't do this in other countries. Right. Yeah, I would hate that, I think. It's perfect for the OCD. Uh -huh. 
Next question. Oh, you guys ready now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to interrupt it like three times. If you had a $500 bill up to what year could you have used it? 1953, 1941, 1969, 1989. Huh. I'm going to go with 83. Was that an option? That, yep, that was the first option. Yeah, I'm going to go with that because that was the year my mom was born. That's the only reason I picked it. But I didn't know that there was ever a $500 bill. I don't think. There's a reason. 69. You vote 69. It is 69. President Nixon issued an executive order to halt the use of any dollar bills bigger than a hundred. I wonder why it seems so much more efficient. You for some people, that? for some of us, it just doesn't matter. Right. Well, I'm, I'm in that <laughs> camp, but I have too many hundreds. I need $500 bills. <laughs> yeah, that's what the annoying people say when they're playing Monopoly, by the way. Yeah, I do say that. Anyone want to give me a 500 for these five, for these 10 100s? Your your brother's good at doing that. I know. All right, guys. The U.S. has minted a $3.50 coin. True or false? False. False. I know there's a 50 cent coin. And a dollar coin. You probably have the or something stupid. I think there was a two, false. there was a $2.50 coin. There was? Yep. Yeah. Did you say it was true, Elsie? The answer is false. There's not been a $3.50 coin, but TC is correct. There has been a $2.50 coin. Huh. There's even been a $3 coin and a $20 coin. Huh. Yeah, you Honestly, guys need more time? They don't make them anymore though, do they? They don't mint no. them. I guess it's minting money, right? But yeah, my coins are all sorted and useless and worthless. Other than <laughs> other than the 25 cents each quarter's worth. So <laughs> all right. We'll do one more question because I think TC brought this up. Until 1974, the value of the United States dollar was tied and backed by silver, gold. Gold and silver, platinum. I'm guessing gold because I always just thought that. I'm going to guess gold and silver. I'm going gold. Gold. Answer is gold and silver from 1792 yeah, to 1873. The US dollar was freely backed by both gold and silver at a ratio of 15 to 1. Hmm. All right, so if you guys are good sorting out your monies, money, money. we will start with the pennies. Does anyone have a wheat penny? I did not see one. So they are check. some of the most valuable in the world. Some can be worth thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on what year and condition you have. Also look for a log cabin on the back. So log cabin or wheat. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know that at some point when I, I I'm going to take that giant jar of change, I'm going to have to look at every single flipping coin before I take it to cash it in now. You're going to have to buy readers first. 
I can see most of the stuff. I just can't see the year sometimes. <laughs> I remember one summer my brother had this like card that had slots in it and it had mm. years for the pennies. And my mom had this like jar of pennies and we were visiting my grandparents. And then if we said we were bored, she would give us the jar of pennies and make us start going through and finding the years to put them in the slots. Oh, there you go. And some of them I think were worth a lot of money. So she was like, look for these ones specifically. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nothing. But I do have uh, about two and a half feet worth of change in my bedroom. So <laughs> a lot more pennies to go through. Well, when you're done with that, you'll have to give us an update uh, through the blog or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The website I'm going to use for the next part of the, the podcast is coins.thefuntimesguide.com. And this again will be something I give to TC and you guys can uh, look at your <laughs> two feet long of coins, but some important years that you're going to want to look for 1922. Is it still pennies? Yep. 43. 44. Forty five. Sorry, 55. Oh, geez. Sorry. We just talked last episode. I got number dyslexia. I'm sorry. It's all the double uh, numbers. Yeah. 22, a lot of 44, them. 55, and 43. Uh, we got 59, 64, 69, 72, 1990. I found that one earlier. I had a 1990. If you have it with no S on the front, then that could be worth up to $3,000. So I have to like, I guess, take it somewhere and see if it's the right one or if it's just worth a penny. Right. Does it have an S? It has no S on it, but There are other things you have to look for oh. on that one. If anybody else has it. Well, I have a 1964 penny right here. All right. That is the SMS penny. Does that Could mean? be worth up to $5,000. What does SMS mean? It's, it's not a very good shape, but. Hold on. SMS stands for special mint set. So it was specially minted. There was a Pro major tip. coin shortened. Take a Which picture. One? Pro tip, take a picture and zoom in to read the dates. <laughs> and then you don't need readers. It's very easy to read the dates this way. All right. Well, there's a 1964 penny. Dang. What Ooh. if I have like, I maybe I can come to St. Croix. <laughs> Oh, you're coming to St. Croix. I'm coming to St. Croix. It's happening. It's whether or not you're in coach or first class. <laughs> yeah. Right. Huh. I don't have any of the dates you listed. All right. Well, let's move on to nickels. Does anybody have a buffalo nickel? Oh, I don't think so. No, but I'm going to look again, just in case. 
I'm sorely regretting my huge Ziploc bag of coins from the car, by the way. Oh, this is, well, no, that's not a buffalo nickel. It looks like a bison. I think this, buffalo and bison are the same thing, aren't they? But it's from 2005. Wasn't the buffalo nickel, like, older than that? Well, it says, we've got, hold on, buffalo nickel errors and varieties. So there are several different things. The valuable buffalo nickels are rare and quite invaluable. <laughs> okay. The Here's long post. It. Yeah, look, so it you, says 2005. The oh, rare really? 2005 buffalo nickel. And one of them's worth $2,000 on eBay. Why? I don't know. Ask LC. This is her episode. Well, somebody keeps beating me to the punch. <laughs> <laughs> Someone keeps Googling it first. I know. Is there a letter after the 2005, Mer? Take I'll a picture and zoom in. I don't think there is. There usually is like right above it. One of these has a P. And oh, yeah. Has, this has a P. That So on here on Etsy, there's one for sale for $550. Hmm. A 2005 Jefferson nickel. But why? I don't know. Dang. All right. Someone will pay it. I have my $5,000 set aside already. Well, here's the one that's $1.75. So I wouldn't get my whole set. <laughs> <laughs> Still more than face value. Yeah, they're not they're not in very good shape, but hell, I have a I have a ton of change to go through, man. All right, that's exciting. Look, well, it just says the, that it's what according to the experts at professional coin coin grading services, it's known as the 2005 Deer Spe- I'm sorry, the 2005 D Speared Bison. One just sold for two thousand. $250 on la la la. Are you on firstwomen.com? Yeah. That's what I was reading. <laughs> Here, I'm just going to shut up and let you take over the rest of the No, 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 no. <laughs> That's pretty cool. in here. Yeah, the nickel's not in great shape, but it's definitely a 2005 Buffalo nickel. That's Mer, take a picture of the front and back and send that, send that to the group. Okay, I'm sending Please. it right now. I already took Please. the pictures. Exciting okay. here. You thought you didn't have anything. I know. Elsie's calculating her 20%. Was it 20%? 25? <laughs> 25. <laughs> the more right. you find, the more I get. That's right. All right. So we're moving on to dimes. So if you have a 1942 slash 41, that's called a mercury dime, $625 is a potential value. 1965 silver Roosevelt dime can be worth up to $3,000. 1968 no S. That one's worth possibly up to twenty thousand dollars what come on 1968 (laughs) oh no no wait you want you want the 1975 no s that one's worth four hundred fifty thousand. 
Whoa. Whoa. 70. Did you say 78? Five. 75. Okay. 75. No S. Right. I'm 75. Mama needs a house. I feel like we're playing <laughs> bingo. <laughs> Is there anything on the back or are we just looking for years? So the way that I found it to be easiest to go through all my coins is I would sort it out by denomination and then I look at the years. And then if any year was standing out against this website, then I would click on the link and go into more detail. So it'll tell you the story behind why it's a misprint or why it's rare and what it could possibly be worth. Gotcha. But I feel like I need to call in sick and take take a day off work and not get paid in order to take the time to go through this damn Ziploc bag of coins that I had, which would probably negate the amount of money that I might get. Dang, 1966, so close. I think. Let's just double check. Casey's going to um, fill up her phone with pictures of coins. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make it really easy for when she's doing a meme for this episode. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's 1966. That's the wrong year, friends. Eighty-one. I have sixty-seven, but that doesn't count. Um. Hmm. I have a 1975 dime does it have an s hold on oh that's the expensive one mer i know isn't that crazy mer send it to me i'll check it out for you (laughs) (laughs) okay let's see no we all need to know come on mer i know I got to take a picture of it because I can't freaking see it. Because again, it's not in great shape. Well, so, it's the smallest coin. It's probably not worth anything because of that. But Okay, let's see. Blow the sucker up. Oh, wait. No, wait. It's 1975. Mm-hmm. Where would the S? Oh, and trust? It's usually, no, it's usually right above the last... Oh, what's an M? Yeah, look at this one. See how there's a a D? Yeah. This one's an M. Like right under his neck. It's an N? Yeah. Let me see. So it's not an S. We all have to find out if Murr's making money. No. All right, it's not pulling up on the site for an N and N. What is that from? Well, what does no S mean? Does it mean everything but an S? So that's where the money was made. So an S is San Francisco. P is oh. going to be Philadelphia. Oh. And is that like national treasury maybe? I don't so know. So is it 19- supposed to have had the S, but there's no letter there? So this one's probably not worth anything. No, because well, they all might. say no S. Yeah, but to me, that means it's got to be blank. Yeah. Yeah. So this one isn't worth anything because there's a mark on it. Because I'm I'm looking at one and it's just blank there. There's no letter at all. Yeah. So the mint forgot their stamp. That's why it's so valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. 
yeah, this is not the case on my dime. Womp womp. Huh. Yeah, imagine like Mouse. making a mistake at the treasury and then somebody's gonna be making thousands because of your mistake. Because you did something dumb. Yeah. It makes no sense though. Like if you think about it, it just makes money make less sense than it already does. I agree. Right? Like there are some things we're about to get into the quarters and there are some quarters that have like a horse on them and some that have a buffalo on them. And it, the misprint is called a spitting horse or a spitting buffalo. And it's just like a line and it looks like that animal is spitting. <laughs> I'm like, how do I know that that's a misprint or could that just be from, I don't know, it got run over by a car from being out on the ground somewhere. You know, like, right. What? Or the guy designing it just was having fun. Yeah. Well, if you have your quarters out, anybody have any without ridges? I looked at that while we were sorting, and I all of mine have a ridge. Have ridges mine do too. Like ruffles have ridges. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking too. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. I had one, but it was just really worn away. It's a 1942. And it could possibly be worth $7 because of the amount of silver in it. So oh. the older your coins are, keep that in mind. Look that up. It could be worth more than face value. Uh, let's see. Some important states to keep an eye out for. Ohio is a really sought after coin with the astronaut on it. Let's see, Arizona and I believe, yeah, Arizona and Wisconsin states. The misprint on that is that it looks like there is something like an extra cactus in the Arizona one or in the Wisconsin one, there's an extra leaf mm-hmm. off the corn. There is, let's see. I have Arkansas. Which two are you looking for? Arizona and what? Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Or Ohio. Or Ohio, right? Yep. Delaware is the one with the spitting horse. If you have a spitting horse, that could be worth up to $5. <laughs> get enough spitting horses, you can get a plane ticket to St. Croix. There you go. <laughs> and buffaloes, right? And buffaloes, you yeah. Spitting animals on <laughs> Fun fact, the buffalo was the first animal to appear on U.S. currency, hmm. not the eagle. That's crazy. Georgia, nobody cares about your peaches. Oh, no, wait. Oh, we do? What year is it? Well, let's see. It is 1999. Okay, some of those can be worth up to $10,000. Here is what you are looking for with a 1999 Georgia peach quarter. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> All right, there are five types of errors with this one. Okay. 
So the 1999 quarter was struck on experimental planchet. So what does that look like? So it's going to be off color, kind of like the Sacagawea golden coin. Is yours off color? Mm, I don't think so. Does it, if it appears thicker than normal, if it also lacks the copper stripe on the edge of the coin? No, it hasn't. And what are some other differences? It might be a different color, but maybe that's just because it's tarnished. The other way you can tell is if you weigh it, if it weighs somewhere between 5.9 to 6.3 grams on a coin scale, which is more than the 5.67 grams for the typical copper nickel clad quarter. Well, I do have a food scale because I like to, you know, when, when I am dieting, I do weigh out my portion. So you got to make sure you, my food scale only does to the 10th. Well, that's what this and, is. 5.9 is a 10th, right? But if Okay, so the copper nickel clad is 5.67. Oh, gotcha. So it'll probably round it up because I've got Mine probably one that I have right. to weigh. Yeah. Yeah, I have a There's 1965 a, quarter I have to weigh on a professional scale. There's a 2005 Kansas quarter that says, In God We Rust. Shut up. Yep. A 19 what? 19, I'm sorry, 2005 Kansas quarter. Thank God we rest. Oh my God, I want one of those so bad. Apparently so do other people since it's worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are there any coins? Are there any years prior to when they started putting um, states on the back of them that we should be concerned about? Oh, I found another Georgia. <gasps> another those 1999 are- Georgia. <laughs> going to be your um, quarters without ridges. Some of your older quarters, like the 1965 has a higher silver content. That's what you're going to need a scale for. And the 1970 quarter says overstruck on foreign coin error. I don't know what that means. If anybody has it, I'll click on the link. This crossing the Delaware quarter. When did that happen? I guess 2021. Those are worth something too. Those are collectible. We I also have, have the uh have a the bunch one with of the them. bets. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I have five. So it must have all been from the same place. There's also a Saratoga coin that's worth, I think it's like a dollar, but hey, that's you know better than 25 cents. So it gets you to look at your coins a little bit harder. No, that's yeah. fun. All right. Just wanted dollar dollar bills. And Tracy already showed us her star note. And according to the federalistpapers.org, if you look at your $1 bill and see a small star after the serial number, you have a replacement note. That occurs when the bill has been printed with the same serial number as another bill. Since no two bills can have the same serial number, the bill reprinted has a star after the serial number. Replacement bills are collected by money fans 
Since they are rare, they can be worth a lot of money online. So TC needs to sell that. <laughs> Put it up on eBay. Anybody have any seal colors that were red, blue, brown, or yellow? I think this is just for dollar bills. This seal right here, is this the one you're talking about? Other side. Here? The one that... So it matches the, ser the serial number. Yep, that one. Did you well, say something about this one? bats on quarters? That one? Yes. Yeah, that seal. And yes, there is a quarter with the two bats on it. And what about that one? national parks uh that's worth up to i believe a dollar oh i have one of those you do let's see it um hold on let's see it is well yeah you guys can, you probably won't be able to see it oh i see it yeah cool oh cute you have one too yep. yeah they're super cute. They are super cute. I also have, TC is going to like this, U.S. Virgin Islands quarter. <gasps> I just found one. I was excited about no it. Way. <laughs> I had never seen one of those until today. It's got like the, oh, what are those plants called? A mangrove? Yes. I think it's Salt River, which is actually in St. Croix, if I'm not mistaken. I remember when that came out, everyone was very excited. When, when, yeah, Salt River Bay, uh, 2020. Yeah. Well, I have two for you. Maybe it's worth something more over there. And then, Jess, do you have any dollar bills that say Hawaii on them? Where would it say it? Like where it says DC? Uh, so perpendicular to where it says dc it would say hawaii this is going to be really uh low tech but i'm going to take a picture of my computer screen all right i don't know if you guys can see that Where it says Hawaii on the side there. Oh, yeah. Oh. That, that would be cool. The U.S. printed money for the Hawaiian Islands during World War II. So I figured if anybody's going to possibly come across one of those, it'd be Jess. I just put a bunch of my ones into the quarter machine when I did laundry yesterday. So, you know, maybe it's in there. Why are the crossing the Delaware quarters valuable? Probably just because they're rare. I have like five of them and just the handful of change I picked up. I don't know how they can be that rare. That seems bizarre. Okay, I'm going to send you guys a picture of this 1996 quarter that is clearly a misprint. Let's see if you guys, I don't know if the picture is going to pick it up like I'm seeing it. It's like off center. And that's probably worth something. What year is it? 
1996. It's off center. I don't know if you guys will be able to see it though. The way I, right. it looks better in real life. A quarter? Yeah. I'm just waiting and waiting. Oh, shit. It's there it's coming. It's coming. So if you, I don't know if you can tell from the picture I sent, but if you like took the design and you moved it like down to the right slightly, that's how it looks like it was stamped to me. But I don't think you can see it as well in the picture. It does look a little off. Yeah, it looks a little, a little to the right. Yours doesn't say in God we, or mine says in God we trust over there. Mine does too, on the left. No, mine says liberty on the left. Wait, hmm. what Wait. is, that's a quarter, right? Yeah, it's a 1996 yeah. quarter. All my quarters say it this way, the way I have it. Okay, my quarter says. Oh, no, not all of them. My quarter says United States of America on the top. It says a liberty on the left and God we trust on the right and yeah. quarter quarter dollar on the bottom. I have that. I have some like that too. What year is it? Is that a state quarter? Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference. This is mm. not a state quarter. Oh. Yeah. I would keep that one and set it aside. Set aside. So I over here, I have, so set aside, I have somewhere between $4 and $25,000 <laughs> set aside. Or 450000 That would be Either getting a Big Mac Happy Meal or uh, going first class somewhere. <laughs> Man, right. I have so many more coins to go through. LC. I think you have just uh, decided what I'm going to do with my time, my downtime in the near future. Just unlocked everybody's newest hyperfixation for a while. I uh, know, that's crazy. I think I finally got all my coins separated. Can we start over? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to listen to this podcast wherever you you find yep. uh podcasts you can also go to siren where tc will put together a fabulous blog <laughs> with all this fun information i, I finally found a, a georgia peach oh, oh those nice do you have another star no it's the same star i'm just oh. very happy about it well why you got that dollar bill out well okay two things first of all now that you found something that could be worth more than face value, congratulations. What are you going to do now? Well, you can either look up your local coin collectible store near you. Sometimes you can even go to pawn shops. Sometimes there's even local auctions that have um, uh, rare coins. Also, according to couch collectibles on YouTube, you can put your money for sale on eBay. And I think TC found something on eBay earlier. Even there was Etsy maybe too. Yeah. Yeah. God, I that's bet that's if true. we just put a normal coin up on the internet, somebody would buy it for more than face value. Ooh, that should be the challenge. <laughs> so either way, make sure. Yeah. Make sure you do your own research when going down this rabbit hole. So depending on the condition and lots of different factors is going to be how much you actually have. Has anybody ever found a small stamp on their dollar bill? 
now let me see if i can show you guys what it looks like it's called a chop mark i found these before and it's pretty fascinating so casinos put tiny little stamps on oh. money that's circulated oh. in their casino and uh it's pretty rare but you can find them every once in a while mine was an eiffel tower and i don't think i have it anymore i don't the see other... bills very often <laughs> the other fun thing is hidden things on our dollar bill let up you guys ever talk about that in grade school that was all the rage the spider yeah. on the dollar bill there's a spider yeah it's in the it's like right there it's very tiny you're gonna need it that way or the other side I think it's on closest to the A. It's a tiny little speck of a dot. Yeah. Closest to the A in America, this the last A? No, the other side. What? On the what green side? On the green in the where the number one is. What about so it? This oh, I don't see him on that side. Tiny little thing right there. Maybe you have a misprint. <laughs> No, that's where he is on mine. Oh, that's the black side. Okay. Right here. What am I looking for? Wait, which way are you pointing? Here or here? This tiny, tiny little dot right there. It's a picture of a computer screen, so it's not going to be very good. Yeah. Jess has a good one. So there's it's some sort of right there. little spider creature on your dollar. Huh. Should take a Crazy. picture of it and send it to the group. So. Can I interrupt you for two seconds, Elsie? Yeah. I did a little research on this 1996 quarter, and I think he's also missing an earlobe. Hey, Picasso. Which makes him a <laughs> Wait, little uh, more valuable. The picture, the picture you up, sent, really? Yeah. If I'm looking at this uh, website correctly, there's like a filled in earlobe and a missing earlobe, and I think mine has the missing earlobe. Now I've lost it. Order missing earlobe. I tried to not zoom in a whole lot so you guys can zoom in and it maybe won't be distorted. Hmm. What the hell did I just do with that quarter I was looking at? Oh, here Some of these misprints, I'm like, I don't see the difference. Like, I, I don't know. understand people stare at these coins all day. I know, but I think that mine has that missing earlobe. So I think crazy. you're right. Wait, what's the normal earlobe look like? Um, uh, oh, here. yeah, there's a spider. Um, you see him? Where? That's a spider? Yeah. Hold on, let me see. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Come on, that's not a for real. That's not a real spider. I mean, yeah. Well, I know what I'll be doing this week. <laughs> this has been too much fun. Have you ever seen the effigy mounds? Mm -mm. Effigy oh, I think I have. Is it look like just a bunch of blobs on the coin? Yeah. I'm sending a picture of that. It's really cool. What is it? Effigy mounds coin. Is it from Iowa? I think it says Iowa. 
And mine wasn't worth anything. Yours might be though. Listeners, Ooh. if you make lots Bless of money you to off somebody. of your, if you make lots of money off of your coins, um, feel free to sponsor Saren Soapbox. <laughs> or at least, you know, subscribe. Fire coloring book should be out tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Lean forward right. to that. And while it's not hidden, have you guys ever wondered about the pyramid on the back of your dollar? Yeah, don't they say that that's like the um, Illuminati? They do say that, but the 13 levels of the pyramid are said to symbolize the 13 original colonies. And if you look at your dollar bill, there are lots of hidden 13s, 13 stars, 13 arrows. And then the unfinished portion of the pyramid, going back to the pyramid, is to indicate the future of the country. Very cool. There's also, if you look up online, fun ways to fold your dollar bill and find a demon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't find that one. There's a hidden Malta cross in the top left corner of the dollar bill. Huh. In the word one, I don't really see it. It's very intricate. So when you zoom in on it and look at all the detail, it's really kind of, it's really pretty cool. Yeah. That's all I got for you ladies. Thank you for playing along. (laughs) So as our challenge for our listeners to uh, grab all the change they can find and make sure it's not worth more than the face value or maybe, you know, maybe it is worth more than the face value and you can uh, fund your next luxury vacation. (laughs) That's for us. This was a ton of fun, Elsie. Thank you for doing this with us. Mm-hmm. I have like, I don't know, a dozen coins over here that I need to look at a little closer for my little handful. So that's a lot of fun. Thank you, fellow listeners, for listening to this episode. And as we, or as Elsie said, all of the links that we were looking at to all of the information regarding old and rare coins, the, the things that we found, I'm sure that there's more out there, but the, the sites that we use and the references we use will be available in our blog on our website, sirensoapbox.com. And uh, we'll even share pictures with our rare coins that we came across. Looking forward to sharing that with you and then share yours with us using the hashtag sirensoapbox. And until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Yay. Yeah, we did it. That was fun, Elsie. That was fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.